December 31st is the biggest giving day of the year. We know the need is great and that you have many opportunities to share your generosity. As you look to the new year and ponder your future goals, would you help us reach one of ours? Forward needs to raise $30,000 by December 31st, and we cannot do it without you. Funds raised will go directly to the Forward Mentor Program, Forward Community Groups, and Forward's digital platform and content. Despite all the chaos of the past year, let's work together to end 2020 strong. To give to Forward and get us closer to our $30,000 goal, you can either text GIVE TODAY to 95577, or you can give online by going to forwardwomen.org give. Your donation is tax deductible as Forward is a 501c3 organization. From all of us here at Forward, thank you for opening your heart to not only the women in your own life, but to all of the women out there needing encouragement, mentorship, and inspiration. Your support gives these women the opportunity they need to replenish their cup and go out into the world and shine their light for Christ. Welcome back to Work, Love, Pray, Real Talk, Grounded in Truth. I'm Jordan Johnstone. We made it. We're at the end of 2020. We are in the middle of holiday celebrations and everything is looking up. As you're enjoying this time of the year with family and friends and, you know, whatever that meetup may look like, it can be so easy to throw yourself into everything and not take a moment to remember that you're only human and cannot be everything to everyone at every moment. It is so important to be intentional with your time and your energy, especially in the middle of a busy holiday season. So how do you do that? Well, today I'm joined by Dr. Deborah Dean. She's the president and CEO of Dean Business Consulting, where she coaches, consults, mentors, and trains others on ways to nourish souls at work. She is now the foremost expert on integrating faith at work, and her mission is to inspire each person to identify their human potential and pursue authenticity while living a life of eternal focus. Dr. Dean has six children and four grandchildren, so today's topic of being intentional with your time and setting smart boundaries for yourself is something that I you know, feel like she's probably very familiar with and passionate about. So Dr. Dean, thank you so, so much for being with us today. Thanks, Jordan. I'm really glad to be here. So why are boundaries something that you personally have gravitated towards in your career? Well, I was always the type of person that I think I started working around age 12 and I never turned around and looked back. And then <laughs> in my 30s and 40s, I started thinking, why am I doing this? And there's got to be more to life than this. Um, so at that point in time, I, I did. I just started to reflect and think, what, is, what does all this mean? And can, can my day be more purposeful? More, can I be more intentional? Can I spend more time with my family and have more interactions with people that matter instead of just going to work and getting a paycheck? So that's, that's where it started. It was probably in my 30s, um, definitely continuing in my 40s. And just that, that time of reflection to think, okay, there's, <laughs> there has to be more to life than this. So boundaries are a huge part. And we kind of talked about this in the podcast before this one, but they're just a really important part of being intentional with our lives and our time. And you, when we spoke earlier, you told me that you actually did something pretty amazing in order to be more intentional with how you lived your life. Can you tell our listeners a little bit more about that? Sure. Well, it's, um, it's really quite a journey, but I'll give you the short version. So I, uh, I've, 
had worked in corporate for over 20 years and I earned my PhD in 2017 and again was just wrestling with, okay, there has to be more to life than this. There should be a way that I can integrate all these things that have happened in my life, the good and the bad, and have more purpose and meaning. Mm -hmm. And then two, as my kids are getting older now, I'm thinking, you know, we're missing a lot of opportunity with them. Mm -hmm. So how can we spend more time and be more intentional with them and with our parents that we still have, you know, which it's, it's just something sweet and special when you get to spend that time with, with your family and people mm -hmm. that you love. So um, I was the primary breadwinner and pretty much always has, I always have been the primary breadwinner for our family. Um, so for, to make this decision was huge for for our family. And what happened was after um, getting my degree and like I said, working in corporate for 20 something years, we just were praying, you know, God, what do you want us to do with this? And how can we um, truly submit, surrender and be obedient to you and what you have planned for our life. And so it took several years. Um, and I'm an impatient person <laughs> often so to, to think, okay, God, we're still waiting for an answer. Um, but we were starting to see that, you know, certain doors were closing and certain doors were opening. And so we, we followed, we pursued that and we actually, um, sight unseen, sold our house and moved to Colorado from Iowa. Mm -hmm. We just felt like God was calling us to, um, come out here to Colorado. We moved to Colorado Springs and it has been a wonderful experience for us to meet, um, tons of folks that are, Christian. They have Christian ministries. Um, just, you know, each little town that we've moved to has had its own culture and its own vibe mm -hmm. and, you know, pros and cons of living there. Right. So it's, it's been a great experience, but when we first moved here, the, the goal was I was going to continue working my corporate job. Mm -hmm. And then I quickly saw that, nope, nope, you know, Part of God's plan was to push the bird out of the nest, and that's exactly what happened. So once I got here, um, I was in a position to retire, and so I did. Um, I'm 44, technically retired, and <laughs> was able to start my own business then to, um, to focus on faith at work and mm -hmm. to look at how do we integrate faith in our everyday life, really not just at work, but in our everyday life, and then be more intentional. So part of our family vision statement is that we we want to be out in nature. We want to enjoy each other. Um, we want to really capitalize on those special moments. And so that's that's something that's been at the forefront of our mind for a couple of years now, um, as we've been building out the business and just trying to still pray and figure out what God has in store for us next. Um, but it's been a beautiful experience. Okay. I want to hear more about family vision statements because <laughs> that sounds like it's <laughs> probably a pretty vital part of figuring out then like your family boundaries, let's say. So, I mean, like what, oh, what yeah. is that? Like, how'd you guys come up with that? What do you, what do you do to keep it in check? I guess. Right. Well, part of this process was, um, I remember when I was still working in Iowa, I actually took a full week off pretty much, well, almost uh, to the day. It was in November around Thanksgiving, and I took a week off work to read the book Boundaries by Bob Buford mm -hmm. and just prayed through that, 
um, journal, trying to figure out, okay, there's, there's more than this. And what I found was I was really at halftime in my life. And when you think about a basketball game, you play your first half and then you have a halftime where the coach can come in and say, okay, what worked well, what didn't work well, and what do you want to happen in the future? And so I did just that. I hired a coach from halftime mm-hmm. who helped me process through all of this. And that's really how I came up with my personal mission statement and my family vision statement. Um, and so it's, it's a roadmap really that we um, look at it several times. I mean, I keep it in front of me all the time, but then I look at it several times a year to just see, are we in need to pivot on a few things um, with our activities just to make sure that we are keeping those boundaries there um, and we can focus on, you know, God first, then family and then work. And truly over the past two years, um, you know, maturing in Christ has just taken it to another level because God's telling me, trust, mm-hmm. you know, trust me. I'm here. I'm with you. I'm walking this journey and trust me. And so as a person who has always made the money to pay the bills, this has been a big step. Mm-hmm. that I need to step back and trust. And it's just been amazing to see um, all the miracles that have happened. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure trust has played into <laughs> this year quite a bit. Um, 2020, it's been rough. I mean, I don't think anybody would argue with that. Um, but I mean, what I think it's done that's actually potentially good is that it's gotten us all used to more boundaries. I mean, would you would you agree with that? Definitely. And it's causing us to to think about those boundaries in creative ways. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, because we, again, one of our, our primary goals as a family is to spend more quality time together. Mm-hmm. Well, because we're across state lines, it's mm-hmm. difficult. And we worry that when we travel back home, you know, are we going to be asymptomatic and take take COVID back to our family or, you know, get them sick or anything like that. So it's just been, it's been interesting and um, it has caused us to, to stop and reflect on what's important. I think a lot of folks are seeing that where, um, you know, maybe they were driving an hour to work in the morning, driving an hour home in the afternoon, and all of a sudden you're working from home and you're thinking, why did I drive two hours a day for the past? 30 years. <laughs> yeah. Look at how much time I have wasted driving. Yeah. Um, so I do think that it has caused us to look at our boundaries. Mm. Well, and I mean, we're deep in holiday season, um, you know, and I'm sure that that has looked very different for a lot of people. Um, you know, Thanksgiving, who knows? You know, I've heard a lot of Zoom Thanksgivings that took place and, you know, it's just, it's a Zoom world right now. But, you know, for someone who, let's say, is struggling with how to include their family and friends in all of the festivities while still being mindful of the pandemic, what are some ways that boundaries can actually be a helpful tool? Um, and maybe, you know, what what are you guys going to do? Because I know, like you said, you've got family, you know, across state lines. We do. We have family in Florida and Kentucky. Actually, my husband's currently in Iowa doing some work and mm-hmm. I'm in Colorado. So it's a matter of how do we all pull this together? One, can we legally with, you know, state mandates yeah. mm-hmm. that may be shutting borders? And then also, how do we do this to protect the health of our loved ones? Um, and I think you just have to get creative. You know, again, it gets <laughs> it's that creative side mm-hmm. um, yeah. because... For some people, you know, we have family that 
have health issues. So it may not be wise for them to travel or for us to travel to them. And we can certainly do those Zoom Thanksgivings. Um, and we've been getting a little more creative with that just to have some lots more FaceTime on your phone and lots more uh, conference calls together as families. I've even heard of some families uh, before COVID, which I thought was a fantastic idea, um, kind of the, the patriarch of the family the the grandfather of the family was hosting weekly Bible studies with all the kids and grandkids. And Aww. I just thought, wow, what a yeah. legacy. Oh, yeah. Especially if you're recording those, what a legacy you could mm-hmm. leave with your kids and grandkids for that. Yeah. So I think that's pretty powerful. Um, but then you see the, the post on social media where you have you know, maybe family in nursing homes that can't mm. have visitors yet. And I think yeah. it's so important that we try to just do the next best thing, whether it's going to the window outside so you can see them or doing a, um, you know, a Zoom session. And I think a lot of the healthcare workers these days are are helping with that. They'll either use their personal cell phone or bring in a laptop so the, so the nursing home residents can see, actually see their their family that mm-hmm. way. Um, yeah. But for us, and, and I actually wrote a blog about this that I think will be posted in December um, <clears throat> for Forward. And so I think it's just be intentional and to really stop and think about what you want this holiday to look like for you and your family and consider all those things with, um, you know, what are our health concerns? What are our concerns with travel? Should we fly? Should we drive? Those are all the things that we're thinking through. When we went back at uh, during the summer, we usually would fly to Kentucky from Colorado, but instead we drove. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, instead of making it just a painful trip that's going to take a very long time, we, we made, made it fun. And we, um, you know, we just took our time, took some breaks. Really nothing at that point in time was open other than a few gas stations. So, you know, pack the car with some food and just be prepared that uh, you may have a long road trip with nowhere to stop. Yeah. And I think I think once you've prepared for that, you can really enjoy your trip. Um, we were singing songs in the car and, you know, just having a good time instead of letting our son play on uh, play on his device. We just said, OK, shut it off and let's let's really have a good old fashioned road trip. Yeah. So it was good. Yeah. I feel like that's coming back. <laughs> maybe that's another <laughs> maybe that's another gift from 2020 is the good old fashioned road trip is coming back. I think so. Yeah. Well, so boundaries, and I think especially at this time of the year, aren't just for keeping everything around you running smoothly. Boundaries, and we've talked about this many times on the forward blog before, but you know, they're also meant to help you stay sane and running smoothly. So I would love to hear what are some personal boundaries that all of us should be committing to setting this holiday season and in pandemic or not, because, you know, Lord mm-hmm. willing, <laughs> next, next holiday season will not involve a pandemic, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Well, I think specifically for the holidays, it's important. Um, whoever's hosting the event mm-hmm. should most definitely set boundaries, yes. let people know what the expectations are. Should they arrive at a certain time? If they arrive late, are they going to be able to eat? You know, mm-hmm. because you, you don't, you want to be mindful of other people's time and it's, Frankly, it's rude and disrespectful when you know that one person in the family is going to show up late and everybody has to stand around waiting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh (laughs) I think we all have that. So, um, you know, just just think through 
previous holiday gatherings and what's worked well, what hasn't worked well, and literally, and I'm kind of a geek with this, but write it down. What's Mm -hmm. worked well that we want to keep going? What didn't work well that we want to change? And then I think it's really important that we not put all that burden on ourselves. Um, So again, set that boundary that I don't have to do this all myself. I don't have to prepare the food all myself. You know, maybe you host the event with a, with your home and everybody else brings a dish Um, Mm -hmm. that can relieve a lot of stress on the, the host. And I think too, um, one of my families that I work with, she has a fantastic rule that if she cooks dinner, her kids clean up or vice versa. If one of the kids (laughs) cooks dinner, once they cook, they're done and everybody else cleans up. So again, it's, it's that, that boundary of where do you find your, um, the fuel, the energy that you get from the event. You know, those are the things you want to do, but yeah. realize what are the things during that day of the event that really drain you and mm-hmm. makes you think, oh, why do I do this every year? I don't want to do this anymore. Um, and delegate those pieces to mm-hmm. other people so that you can truly sit back and enjoy the event. Because at the end of the day, whether it's my family vision or your family vision, you probably want to spend that quality time with others. Mm-hmm. So I think that's it. Just be very intentional with with your boundaries. Um, and, and if you even, and I do, I talk about this quite a bit in the blog. If you have that family member that you just know, oh, you know, they're a wild card and you don't know what they're going to say. And you're worried that, oh no, they're going to say something and people are going to get upset. Have a conversation with them ahead of time. And that's part of setting that boundary to let them know this is acceptable. And these other things are not acceptable. And you can do that couched with love and compassion in such Mm -hmm. a way that they should not be offended. And, um, you know, it can actually be a very healthy experience for both people. Yeah. Well, and I feel like too, you know, families change throughout the years. I mean, kids get older, um, you know, kids get married, (laughs) maybe there's new traditions that come in. So I'm assuming, I mean, boundaries that you set, you should also set them knowing, okay, I may have to tweak these down the road a little bit. Oh, absolutely. What works this year may not, frankly, what works for Thanksgiving may not work for Christmas. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> they are two very different holidays. Yeah. It is. It is. So I think always taking that time to reflect and, um, you know, do it right after the event. And mm-hmm. in this case, because maybe you haven't done it yet, reflect about what has happened with your last family event and what went well, what didn't go well, what do you want to happen in the future? Um, process through that. And then when Thanksgiving comes, do the same thing right after that event, because then it's fresh. Um, you have some raw emotions, you know, right after that event. And you can really kind of measure your temperature of, okay, this was, this was energizing, but this was draining. And again, you want to really pack your, it's, you're part of the event too. So you want to mm-hmm. be able to pack your day with all of that energizing greatness and then um, delegate the rest because what may be energizing to you may not be to someone else and vice versa. So pull in pull in your family and your friends that are coming to the event and, you know, help, help them help you. So yeah. I, yeah. I think that's really the best approach. 
Well, and you know, the other part of this I'm thinking, cause this is how my brain works is we're, you know, we're talking about boundaries and setting boundaries and, you know, doing kind of, let's say a holiday audit after, after we have holidays. <laughs> and, you know, I, I can hear some people that are listening right now and they're going, okay, this just sounds like a lot of extra work and stress that I just don't need right now. And like I said, believe me, I get it. Like that, that is how my brain works. But, you know, I feel like there are maybe some potential pitfalls of not having these really good, strong boundaries set up, you know, and it's something that you might flinch at right now, but, you know, get through the holiday season and you go, man, I wish I'd done that. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, what, what, what comes to your mind when you think about what, like I said, what are some potential pitfalls of not having good, strong boundaries set up? Yeah. Well, I think it boils down to preparation. And so as a very practical example, going back to the road trip, if we just all jumped in the car and we didn't prepare and we drove 18 hours across country, we're going to have a lot of cranky, hungry, Mm -hmm. you know, people. And you don't, you can't control that situation. You know, the, the emotions are going wild and crazy, but if you can stop and prepare and think ahead and it may take, you know, a, a few hours, it may take a few days to prepare. Depends on how prepared you want to be. But once you can think through, okay, we're going to go here and we're going to need this food, or we're going to go here and we're going to need this. We might need a change of outfits, these different things. It helps you prepare and maybe you're over-prepared, but it's better to be overprepared than underprepared. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same with your boundaries, because if, you know, and we can all probably think back to, to previous events and think, oh, man, I don't want that to happen again. <laughs> yeah. so, so even that little bit of preparation, let's say you spend an hour this year at, before Thanksgiving and you think, OK, this is um, if I can just make this aspect better maybe it's worth it. Maybe I'll do a little bit more setting boundaries for Christmas because it is a process. And I think we have to realize that the time we invest with setting boundaries is going to have a reward for us. It's a return on that investment. Um, and, and if we just did all this preparation and then no one else saw it or knew about it, then it's wasted time. So there's a way to go through this process and uh, make sure that it's meaningful because one of the pitfalls that I see is if I sit down and I journal through, okay, this has worked really well. I want to make sure that we we do these events. Maybe we do a family scavenger hunt this year, but this didn't work well. And maybe maybe we need to not do, um, you know, not have alcohol at the event because maybe there was an issue in the past. So if we say that or we write it down on paper, but then we don't tell anybody that, hey, don't bring alcohol to the event this year, um, then there's... I would be frustrated because I spent all this time and energy thinking through this, but then I didn't tell anybody. And so mm-hmm. the event still ends up just like it did last time. Yeah. So there's, there's that internal frustration. And then I can see me throwing my hands up and saying, that wasn't worth it. Nothing happened. Well, it didn't happen because I didn't say, I didn't communicate my expectations to other people. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe some of the other pitfalls could be somebody might get mad at us because for example, with this topic, if I if I told my family, hey, you can't bring alcohol to the event, um, I know that people would say, well, you know, who are you to tell me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can 
do this. Um, but I have seen this happen in my own family where we've had to put our foot down and say, this is my home. And in my home, this is not going to be allowed. Yeah. And they either respect it or they don't. Um, and if they don't, then guess what? They may not get invited to to Christmas next time. <laughs> and we have had to take some strong boundaries on this, on some of these things in the past. And frankly, we've had some broken relationships. Um, but for the health of me, for the health of my family members, sometimes it's, it's that hard stand that you have to take um, because you have to protect everybody else in your house. You can't yeah. just let somebody come in and and act crazy. <laughs> and then on the flip side too, it really is, um, I call this, well, actually Tim Tebow calls it the crucial or the courageous conversation. It can be so beneficial when you have that conversation with the other person to let them know, again, using this example, you know, hey, we're not going to have alcohol at the house this year. Um, and they may get offended, but then they may realize, oh, you know, maybe that's an issue. Maybe mm -hmm. I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't be drinking at the event. <laughs> um, and they may not realize that the first year, but, right. um, you know, in my experience, that's happened. They may not have realized it the first year they get offended, but then the mm -hmm. second year, and then it's, it's wonderful because after you get that, um, it's just like parenting, right? You mm -hmm. have to be firm with love and, you know, tough love and let them know this is not acceptable. Yeah. And be consistent because if I say, well, you can't have it at Thanksgiving, but you can at Christmas, well, that's sending a mixed message. So you do have to be consistent. Are you feeling a little unsure of where to go with your career in the new year? If you are, we promise you you're not alone. And we have a great place for you to go for help, a forward mentor. The Forward Mentor Program is a 10-week program that is entirely virtual, and you are paired with a hand-selected mentor who will walk alongside you as you navigate your professional, personal, and spiritual goals. Now, more than ever, it's important for you to have clarity and direction on where you want to go, and a Forward Mentor is the perfect help for finding that. To sign up, just visit forwardwomen.org. That's the number 4-W-O-R-D-W-O-M-E-N.org slash mentor program. The deadline to sign up is Friday, January 8th. Yeah. Well, so then let's, let's shift a little bit and we'll think outside of holidays. So we're finally getting ready to say goodbye to 2020. Uh, we're going to say, we're going to claim this. We're going to say hello to the clean slate of 2021. And I think, and I'm sure you'll agree, boundaries and being intentional with and mindful of how we spend our time is one 2020 gift that I really think we should keep carrying with us. And so I just would love to hear, like, as we start a new year next month, what are two or three boundaries that we should all aim to keep in our mm -hmm. lives? Yeah, my first one that just comes straight to mind is don't eat out as much. Um, our lives were so busy before 2020 that we were eating out two or three times a day. Um, oh, yeah. You know, we were running from here to there because we had to take kids to sporting events or we had meetings or whatever it was. And mm -hmm. and really, your, um, I remember when our older kids were smaller, my husband and I were passing in, in the car and waving because mm -hmm. we never had time together. We mm -hmm. were so busy running the kids to all their activities and then we were working and it was just too chaotic. So I think one goal for 2021 and beyond is don't eat out as much which requires you to be home and it requires you to, again, prepare for your meals for the week. 
you know, do your grocery shopping. You know what's in your food if you're if you're actually buying your own groceries. And then, um, you know, invite your family that lives with you to help with mm-hmm. those things to help do the meals because one of the other pieces of kind of a second goal with this is that what we found with our older kids and and our kids range from 12 to 30 um, we were so busy with those older kids that we were not teaching them basic things in the household you know how to prepare Mm -hmm. a meal how to cook how to clean we were so busy that we would do that you know when they were gone <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so up the magically clean house with meals prepared and so it really did a disservice to the older kids that um you know they they were unprepared going into adulthood that they magically thought this stuff would just happen <laughs> so yeah. so i think i think one is you know again just don't eat out as often and two, include your your family in all those activities at the home. Um, and then three, just be intentional. So whether that's have a movie night. Um, and I remember when we were all in quarantine and we had to, you know, it was that shelter, shelter at home for several mm-hmm. weeks. Yeah. You can't go anywhere. You're mm-hmm. bored and you still need to get some exercise. So get creative with that um, and continue that in the future with, Hey, let's just have a family game night once a week. Hmm. You know, bring out the board games again or have a family movie night. Um, and again, that's being intentional with your time. It's bringing your family back together. And um, that's something you can continue even once the kids are adults. So before we leave, um, is there anything else you'd like to share before we go? You want to wrap up 2020 for us? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to miss the opportunity. I think 2020 has been a year like no other. And I think most people will agree with that. So Mm -hmm. um, whether you journal or not, or whether you are a person that um, reflects as a rule or not, this is the time to really take the last month or two of the year and focus on what went well this year, what didn't go well this year. What do we want to carry forward with us in 2021 and beyond? And make a strategic plan for that. Um, you know, I, I talk a lot about these business terms, like having a, a mission statement or a vision statement and a strategic plan and smart goals. Um, we do that at work. Why won't we do that with our family? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think this is this is the year to really be intentional um, and even bring your family together to say, okay, we're going to have a strategy planning session for the family. <laughs> but um, I remember doing this with mine many years ago and I brought the whiteboard out and, and we started marking things down. And it was really interesting to see how involved they got with us. Hmm. Um, we could even plan out, okay, what do we want our our scripture verse for the year to be? Hmm. Um, you know, and as a family, then there's more buy-in because you're looking at, okay, what do we want our mission statement to be? What do we want um, 2021 to look like? And also think, what do we want it to not look like? And that's where you'll set your boundaries because you want to make sure that, um, you know, the things that are draining our energy stop and we can, and you'll still have a little bit of that, but but you can control some of those aspects if you set proper boundaries. Mm. 
We're glad you joined us for this conversation with Dr. Dean about boundaries and being intentional with our time and energy this holiday season. All resources and links mentioned in today's episode will be available on our website, forwardwoman.org slash podcast. That's the number four, W-O-R-D-W-O-M-E-N.org slash podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to subscribe. We would also love for you to leave us a review to let us know what you think of Work, Love, Pray. We appreciate your feedback and want to make sure we continue to have conversations you're interested in listening to. As you move forward on your journey to work, love, and pray well, don't forget to make time for real talk grounded in truth.